playbook. It's a private practice playbook. Playbook. Well, welcome back. So I'm Jay Geyer. It is great to have you with us. Um, you know, this is the private practice, right? So interesting. I think every time we do these, we have to redefine what that means, right? It's the playbook for how to run a private practice. And so in theory, when we started this, I thought that I, I would, you know, I would go through that playbook and is funny and it's challenging too that you know i've been doing this for years and literally have hundreds and hundreds of hours of live events and content and it's shockingly difficult uh for me to just try to go back and reset things so i i apologize i really am much more of a i like to talk about what's going on at the moment and so we are going through this and the goal is to support you in this quest to have your own practice, right? And, and or business. So if you're a business owner and you listen to this, it doesn't have to be a practice per se, but most of our clients, that's, that's what we do. We help doctors run successful practices. And so, you know, over the years we've developed, uh, which is, probably been copied by many people as I had started to work with doctors, I figured out that I had to simplify things. And so I think on our last uh, uh, recording, we talked about marketing and I had have developed a way to um, really sort of change the way people think by having a, you know, creating a new visual and almost like a checklist you go through. And so we're developing that and we're going to continue to develop that over time. And, and I call it the, the big five and there are five major things. And, and it is very much, um, I've, I've shown it in Parthenons, and, but I want to think of it more like a flywheel. But today I want to talk about this challenge of independence. And uh, so I had... Uh, in January, we did an event, and uh, it's been, what, 24 months probably in the making, and it was originally canceled or rescheduled because of uh, COVID. But we were, we were able to do it uh, socially distanced in a large room, and, and it was called Double the Value of Your Business Stock, or in your case, might be your practice stock. And so as I was sitting down to record this today, uh, that content is really fresh on my mind. And so I want to talk a little bit about this um, issue and I want to help you and give you some context about what I see as the really what's going to be a, a, a tremendous um, challenge for every independent uh, practice owner. And what's crazy is there are other industries that we can kind of watch this and see what had happened. And so the reason why I'm interested in having you know, this conversation with you is about the fact that I, you know, I believe that you're going to need an enormous amount of support. And also think that most 
what I have found is if, unless you're getting that support, that you're going to see things in the incorrect way. And so right now, if you look at, for instance, what's happening with most people who decide they want to be in the business of treating patients is that it starts very early on and that right now the colleges um, are taught by, you know, the people who you're going to, uh, your professors and whatnot are going to, many of them are not independent. And uh, so they don't have, um, they may be speaking from a different view. The much of the uh, programming is provided and the people who market to doctors are actually corporations. So, and one of their goals is to really promote the concept or the idea of coming to work for a big corporation. What they don't want necessarily for you to be thinking about is, you know, being out on your own practice. So, you know, this is really, if you think about it, this is like an entrepreneur's podcast, right? I mean, this is how to be an entrepreneur, what, it, what is required to be an entrepreneur. So it was interesting as I was getting ready for this event and what I wanted to talk about is because it's very applicable to your situation. And it's crazy that, uh, you know, I think about all the work I've done over a number of years and, and a lot of it is coaching people. And I sort of accidentally got into the coaching business and we ended up having this very large coaching business. And, um, the, and, and, and I have grown that business as the clients have grown. So when, you know, when I started, it was simply trying to get people to understand that, yes, you know, you are stuck in your building and you are going to be depressed and you're going to want to get out prematurely and you have kind of a depressing life. And I helped them engineer a better life. It's like, okay, wait a minute, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you see patients for, you know, five days a week and that's all you do, it's, it's going to be depressing. And so I started with that and it just sort of kept growing and growing and we kept helping people build uh, teams and be able to change and get some flexibility of time. And, and so over all those years, it was so interesting that I didn't realize this. And then I, I was reflecting back and I was thinking, what is the single greatest value proposition that we've brought to clients over a period of time. And it was crazy that, and, and if I interview, and actually we're going to start doing some interviews, I've decided too. So I'm going to start interviewing some of my team members to talk about what we see in offices. We're going to start interviewing some clients to share some perspective. And so I'm actually going to take this podcast to a little bit more of an interactive uh, interview situation, which I think you guys will enjoy. But uh, I realized that most doctors, and it is really never taught to you, and I want to make sure you get this here, is that you actually, when you start a corporation, believe it or not, you know, you go to a lawyer and you you have to set up uh, your your entity, and that entity actually has a number of shares. So a lot of times people just do it, you know, they'll just do a thousand shares, and 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 I learned that. Almost none of my clients, and he, and I'm st- even at our CEO level, right? We have a level of CEO clients, you know, and uh, boy, I have had to push them to get a valid evaluation or an appraisal on their stock. And so, what I realized is that many people, uh, both in small businesses and certainly in practices, they get so busy doing whatever it is they do, you know, learning how to do the clinical work, learning how to, 
um, deal with the patients when they come in, you know, whatever it might be, uh, their continuing education that they completely misunderstand or never develop a, an appreciation for the fact that they started a corporation that might have a thousand shares of stock and they didn't put a lot of money into that and they were to borrow some money and then over a period of time that that entity produces an income and uh, recurring income and that over time that that corporation changes its value and even when i started teaching you know i have hundreds of clients who have been through our 5x you know started and went to our 5x program and in 5x we really i push people to set up bigger businesses and uh, get more freedom of time and many of the doctors don't treat patients anymore they just run and live uh, uh, you know developing other people and so that stock has increased dramatically in value. So, and then I also did a study and, and many of my clients, right? People who I built their businesses hand in hand with them and built their teams, um, went and sold their practices. And it's so interesting. So we've created over the years, you know, hundreds of these sales. And so I started to, as I was preparing for the double the value of your stock event, I I really decided to dive into that world and, and um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do, you know, the next 10 years. And, and you know, I think, um, you know, you have to have a cause, right? And so I definitely feel that there is a cause and, and that cause is to help people who want to own their own practices be successful. And part of that mission, that 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 process is that I have to study who are the people that are trying to acquire them, who are the people that are trying to manipulate them, who are the people who are out to get them and and to educate you about that. And so getting ready for that event, I just went into this deep, you know, I, I, sometimes you you know, as you go through life, you, you know, you, you don't you realize that you don't study things as intensely as you should. So, for instance, one of the problems that many doctors have is that they spend 95% of their time on clinical skills and 5% on growing the business. And that has to change, by the way. That's why, you know, everything, you know, I, and I have, you know, you can buy uh, media products, you can come to an event. I mean, I have everything developed over 25 years. You just have to contact my office. We'll help you with it. And you can learn whatever topic you want to learn. If you want an, you want to get an MBA in marketing, you know, get one of my three day marketing events. If you want to learn how to convert a patient, get, you know, our conversion and compliance event, right? If you want to learn about the finance part, but understand that in these messages, I can't give you, I can't do a three day event, which is another thing that I find frustrating about this not frustrating, but different about this, um, is that, you know, for instance, I'm getting ready to start our series of five X workshops for the first quarter and we get to spend two days. So I get, I get to develop a two day content for the clients to work on. And so this goes a little quicker. So when I started to dive into this and I wanted today talk about some very specific, um, I want you to think about it like susceptibilities, right? So for instance, we were talking about marketing in the last 
and the three ways to grow your business, you know, a lot of people even think that marketing is a negative. And, you know, marketing is simply telling people who you are, where you are, and what you do. And it's quite interesting that, you know, in some businesses, that's just so easy because the, the uh, people know what it is. So for instance, if you're for most of you, your business is a known entity, which makes that so much easier, right? So you think my business is a little trickier, you know? It's like, because most doctors actually think they know everything, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, but most humans don't think that they can do their own, let's say, dental work or their own plastic surgery or their own Botox or you know, so that, that is in your favor. So, you know, so a lot of people are averse to marketing their businesses because they, someone had told them that marketing is bad. Again, it's just misinformation. I don't even know, they don't even stop to study the definition of marketing. I mean, marketing is not, you know, look like a used car salesman, right? That's not the definition of marketing. Marketing is simply that if a, you know, it was like this morning I had two or three things that I, I went, that I need. And what would be ideal is if, you know, I got an email or, uh, it'd be really great if the person called me today, if somehow they could know what I need and they could call me on that day. Cause I'd be an instant customer. So the, the issue that you're going to have in developing and keeping and maintaining a private practice is going to revolve around the information that comes to you. So it is what I, what I realized is that there have been entire industries that have been created, you know, so the study of what is happening in terms of uh, private practices being eaten up is the study of something called private equity. And what private equity is, is simply it's money looking to be invested. So for instance, you know, I have some of my investments in what are called private equity funds. And what these, these funds do is they go out and they buy corporations, they buy this stock we're talking about, and they make them more valuable and they flip them. So if you look at, and I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do my best to be nice to everybody because you can't blame them, right? So if you look at, for instance, Heartland, who claims to be the largest at this, I, uh, they have uh, over a thousand offices, and in 2021, they plan to pick up another hundred offices. I get a newsletter about what are called dental service organizations, which, you know, we'll get into that a minute, right? You guys are very confused about what that means, um, and I'll try to elaborate on that a little bit. So, if you are a doctor who is attempting to own your own practice, uh, you, you will literally be surrounded by information that will, uh, I call it biased information, right? So for instance, um, I'm going to give you information and if you, this is free and I charge a fee. So I just want to make sure that you understand that. Okay. I charge a fee. So, I don't ever take people's stock or equity because I'm a big fan of them having it. And I think it is like, uh, you know, it would be in the category of uh, untouchables for me, but I can't blame or I can't 
I can't criticize the people who take your equity. It's actually very, very smart. And, you know, you could probably make a case that maybe I, if it was about money, then that, then I would just take your equity, so to speak. Right. And so what I've been studying is all the techniques that are used, uh, from doctors, other companies, private equity to extract your stock. And it is funny that, you know, the first thing that you guys, you know, you kind of misunderstand is you, understand, you misunderstand the value of your stocks. Every corporation, I mean, look, and it's crazy because if you, you know, pull up an, uh, an Apple or an Amazon stock chart and you will see a company whose stock is very unvaluable for, a, you know, not, it doesn't rise dramatically and then all of a sudden just skyrockets. And, you know, in Steve Jobs's case, the value of uh, Apple stock uh, went way, 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 way up after he died even. So the one thing that most of the people in practices and small businesses, you know, they, they really, there's a disconnect between your efforts and your stock. And and probably the, the, you know, the only thing that I can get people to relate to would be um, maybe the value of a piece of property or the value of a stock you bought, right? So again, you understand it there, but then you don't apply it over into your business. And that's what you have to start doing. You have to start understanding what are you trying to do? And look, the playbook is about understanding the value of that stock and also understanding the income stream that that stock creates against the original investment. So what we find is, you know, you can actually, you know, I could start a practice for very little money. I could go in and rent a space. I could probably get a, you know, you could get a loan, finance the equipment. So the truth is that practice startups, you know, and they also want to say to you, you know, how expensive they are. Well, listen, these are like any businesses, you have to put some money into them. So, so when you, if you either desire to have or currently have a business, okay, you have stock in that business and it has a value, I would be willing to wager, and I'm not a betting person, that you have no idea what it's worth. So let's go through the list of problems, okay? Number one, Okay, doctor, small business owner, no idea what stock is worth. Now, when, I don't know, I remember one time there was this show and these people would find things and they would bring them and the guy would appraise them and, you know, they would, you know, my grandmother had this or whatever. And then the guy goes, oh, this is a, from the Ming dynasty and you know, it's worth $100,000 and these people would flip out. It's kind of like that. The guns are loaded, and dental service organizations are planning their attack on the most vulnerable private practice owners. Will you fall victim to this great equity heist, allowing wolves in sheep's clothing to steal your equity and rob you of your practice's true value? Attend Jay Geyer's upcoming in-person semi-private workshop, where he's going to deep dive into the techniques, strategies, and information you need to know if you want to ultimately sell your practice for maximum value. Register for this free event online at jgeyerevents.com. So the problem 
And also the technique, right, that is being used is that private equity, which is, is, is Wall Street. You know, it's funny, like, you know, you think about the wolf of Wall Street, right? This is what this is. This is what that's about. This is about, let's go find something. And, and again, I'm not, this is, I'm on the you side in terms of this. And listen to me, if you are... And I don't know what word that is polite and correct to use if you are naive enough to let someone take your stock at the wrong price. You know, that's not stealing. That's just stupidity. And so the challenge I have in trying to help doctors is that there seems to be that this situation that they believe the propaganda campaign of the people who are trying to take something from them. And by the way, it is a propaganda campaign and it is going on. And most likely, listen, I want you to look at every single thing that you receive. You know, you're going to hear, oh, now's the time to sell your practice. And, you know, I've identified there are you know, roughly 13 or 14 techniques that are used that against doctors all the time and they're really good by the way and if you fall victim to them okay that you know look you can't i can't call the police and say hey i think you should arrest this dental service organization by the way which sounds like you know what is it like the united way or some christian um, support group dental service organization is a ridiculous, sometimes what I would consider almost a scam type name. And you guys are all very confused about what it means. It's like a wolf and she's dressed up, right? Right? Not like a wolf. And and then you put names on it like dental service. What is a service organization? Again, it sounds like a you know, some group of volunteers. This is not a group of volunteers. This is a person who wants to acquire your stock and they are using and get you to work for them for five years. And they are using manipulation, misinformation. And the problem is, is that I can't blame them. I mean, listen, I, I went through and studied all their techniques. They're actually quite good. They're all, um, they're legal. They're not, um, um, they're not unethical per se. So the fix is not going to happen by getting them to change their behavior. As a matter of fact, they're just getting more overt and more aggressive and they're using better and better techniques. And quite frankly, the audience of which they are preying on seems to almost be getting dumber and dumber and dumber. And I, when I say that, I don't, I don't, what I mean by that is, you know, post COVID, if here's how we all become dumb is you get tired. Okay. And when you're tired, then you tend to make bad decisions. And so they're really, really preying on this issue of, oh, wow, you know, you know, the, the people who basically did not, were not well prepared before COVID, these are now their easy victims, right? Like these are the people out of the herd. You just go after them and, 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 and snap them up. And so 
I, I can't go fix them, but I have to fix you. And so you, so if you, you know, and, and I'm going to go through some of the techniques that they use and, and, and get you to understand this. So the first thing you have to do is you have to realize you don't understand the value of your stock. So you're out, you're trying to figure out how to do a crown. You're trying to, you know, you're going to weekend courses after hours, but you've never actually taken any time to pay to have your practice evaluated. So, uh, you know, and, and buy an actual accounting firm and not, okay, a, so let me give you the way this works in real estate. In real estate, and you see this on TV, somebody calls an agent and the agent comes in and, and they say, well, what do you think I should sell the house for? And most very uneducated people will take the agent's price and say, okay. Now, if you actually stop and think about that, that's kind of ridiculous, right? Because the truth is you should price something based on what it's worth. And there are certainly what we call market conditions. And so the market condition right now is there's an enormous amount of capital looking to invest in things. That's why they have money. Interest rates are very low. They live on low interest rates because there's enormous amounts of debt involved with this. So right now, the guns are loaded. They're coming hard. Their, their techniques are working incredibly well. And you are incredibly susceptible. As a matter of fact, if I wanted, if I would tell you the largest susceptibility to anyone in a private practice right now is their absolute, so it's funny, it's their susceptibility and it's their opportunity. So your greatest opportunity is to rally around this and to become knowledgeable about raising the value of your business and to really understand how important the cash flow off of that stock is and to create something that will provide you with what you want. And that's the fun part of this, okay? But what we have is we have an absolute all-out attack and you don't know what something is worth. So what would normally happen is the agent would say something like, well, I think we should sell your house like this. And depending on the agent, right, they're gonna give you a number they think they can sell the house for. That is not gonna be necessarily the number that somebody would pay you for. So, I mean, I had some transactions recently and and I'm a I'm a student of the market, right? So, you know, and, and I, for fun, did that exercise. And it was fascinating to me that how many agents will give you the wrong price. And when I say the wrong price, because I actually went back, said, okay, I'll think about it. And then went and got someone else, told them what I wanted to sell it for. They actually sold it. And so I know how bad the advice of the agents was. Okay. And so, and so I'm going to walk you through. So let's talk about, well, what you said, yeah, well, this is not, you know, this is different. Well, no, no, it's not. So here's what's happening. As a matter of fact, if you went, if you were to call a, a, a dental service organization, right? Like, you know, it's like, I need your help, right? This is what's funny to me. And so here's, here's what they're going to do. The, the first thing, and I'm putting you on notice right now, don't ever, ever do this. And I'm going to spend a bunch of my money to tell every dentist in the country this because it's so ridiculously disgusting, okay? The very first thing that will happen when you call this service organization, okay, is they're going to ask you to sign an agreement and that agreement is a confidentiality agreement. 
So that would be like a real estate broker coming in and they would have you sign an agreement that you couldn't talk to anybody else before you listed your house. And so in these agreements, they're basically uh, locking you up. Um, and, and, and what happens is because doctors don't understand this because they think, you know, it's like, again, a service organization, which is ridiculous. You know, you have to understand what it is. It's a, okay, it's an absolute and again, let's go back. What's an agent? Well, they get three or 6%. So what are they? They're a broker. Don't, don't be confused about it, right? They just want the commission. So every time there's a bias, and biases are things like commissions, okay? Biases are like, you know, if somebody works for a life insurance agent, I can promise you that everything is going to be about life insurance. I can promise you if they're a real estate agent, everything's about, right? So, okay, now's the only time you, have, you, know, you should sell your house now, you should sell your house now, right? So these are techniques that are used to get commissions and you always have to understand that bias. And so the name, dental service organization, by the way, which is an absolute ridiculous joke in my opinion, okay? I'm doing a study right now and I'm doing some undercover work, you should say, to figure out if how off their promises are. So for instance, if you look at a, a dental service organization brochure, here is the one of the techniques that would get you to discard what will what may be the most valuable thing you own, which is a stock in your corporation, is that they will make a claim that they can do things really well. So let me give you an example. Team building, okay, all the administrative functions, billing, marketing. So, right, they literally, you know, recruiting doctors. So, listen, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I deal with all of these issues, okay? And you're telling me that they can just put in the brochure that they do it. See, you guys believe, so it's like a fantasy. So, oh, you'll never have to do any of this stuff. I'm here to tell you that anybody can write that in a brochure and there's no governance over that brochure. It's not like, you know, if you're putting things in a vitamin and you're making claims, a dental service organization can write anything they want in their brochure and technically deliver none of it to the degree that they imply and there's no governing body that's going to come in and shut them down okay there's no there's no cop that shows up because none of that is in the contract and what i have and by the way the reason it's so difficult the reason i can't get 27 people to you know to interview them is that they they signed agreements they signed non-disclosure agreements confidentiality agreements and i mean it's kind of interesting right it would be like, it'd be, you know, like me taking you on as a, cons a consulting client and then having you sign a non, you know, confidential or having a confidentiality agreement that says you can't talk about what we do. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that really makes sense? I, I, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I want you to talk about it. I want you to tell your friends. You know, I don't listen. And I'm not afraid of my ability to get results or not. And so... If you think about where this susceptibility lies, is that there's no governance. Okay, so you put a you put a name on that makes you sound like you know you're 
whatever, whatever the charity is, right? Like you're like the United Way. I mean, I almost like think dental service organization is attempt to make them look like they're the United Way or something. They're not. Okay. And then they're going to, you're going to sign this agreement and that agreement is going to, uh, it prohibits you from talking to anybody about what you were paid, the terms of the agreement, and then you're stuck. And the crazy, crazy thing is, right? The crazy thing. And then we go to step number two, which is like almost laughable, is that you'll exchange financial financial information and then they'll give you an appraisal of what the business is worth. Now, listen, if you have any, right, any, right, if you can like process this, you don't, the buyer should not set the price. I'm mad. This is why they love this industry because every doctor who gets in that position, and I know this for a fact, hasn't spent the money, you know, right? By the way, an, an appraisal is not free, so it costs a little money. And what I have learned is that you won't buy the appraisal and you want to get a free appraisal. If you go out and get a free appraisal, you want to know where you're going to end up? You're going to end up in the lion's den. You're going to end up in a, in the, in a dental service organization and you will have signed an agreement. I wouldn't be surprised if they even said to people, they had a technique where they said, we'd praise your business for free and inside the contract to appraise your business is a confidentiality agreement and is leading you toward someone purchasing your stock and you being uneducated. And, you know, and then, then it involves like this thing where you hold money over somebody, right? And so my biggest challenge in trying to get people to understand how to stay private is cash flow and understanding cash flow because sometimes what will happen is a cash flow crisis will put you in the lion's den which is sort of crazy now so let's 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 sort of process this let's just go through what we've talked about today so okay there's an entire industry that is creating what i call propaganda okay and propaganda is they want to they want to promote, right? See, I don't think there's anything wrong if, let's say you're a dentist, I don't think there's anything wrong with you promoting dental hygiene. I don't think there's a, an evil discourse at the end of that. You know, I, I promote that a doctor can develop a fantastic team and have a great office. And I mean, I don't see the, the I don't, I, I don't, I can't see anything wrong with that. I have to be honest with you. I, I, I can't see anything wrong with trying to serve the patient. Like I just, I don't get it, right? So uh, um, now, so there is an industry and it is getting louder and they're, they're dressed up in new costumes. They're using techniques. So bringing you into seminars, but they're very, you'll see it's very, so do not, under any circumstances sign an agreement. Do you hear me? And, and again, and, 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 and if you are in this, you read the agreement, okay? Mark through it, right? I mean, if you want to get a price on your practice, fine, but do not sign an agreement that says that you can't talk about it. That's ridiculous. And don't lock yourself in. See, that's step number one. I mean, it's literally just like when you see you know, the lion or whatever or going after the antelope. And it's like the antelope has knowingly walked into a trap and handed the key, you know, to whatever animal is pursuing them. And so this is step one. And, and now let me, I'm going to back up 
But if you think about this, really you have to go back and you have to fundamentally study this issue, the fact that you literally do not know values. Okay, so that's what I got to help you with is understanding the value of what you have before you sell it. And so let's do this. We'll come back in our next episode and we're going to talk about the techniques that are being used specifically. And let's talk about that value and what happens after a sale. Now, remember, if you're just getting into this business, I think there's opportunities for you to buy practices at reasonable prices. And I certainly think that's a tremendous thing. And you can even probably get some owner financing. There's a, there's a number of things that you, you could do. But I, I want you to understand that if I'm going to help you be in a private practice or own your small business, you're going to have to realize that your job is to grow the value of that stock. And, and, and when you think about that, that is creating a strategy or vision, it's building a team, executing a plan. And the, in, the implication, like the, the inference, I guess, built into these, and I'll use, they may be called other things, okay, in different industries, but every industry has a word. So in dentistry, it's a dental service organization, which is common, which is common. There's like a group of these people, right? Like if you'd like to see them all in one room, then you would go to the dental service organization convention. And I mean, I, I mean, and by the way, what they do is they, they, <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. They actually, they, they'll print it all over so you can look at it. And they, what they like to talk about is the number of units they have. <laughs> As if like, I mean, it's funny, like you're like cattle. You know, it's like ranchers, you know, and the guy would be like, well, how many cattle do you have, right? This is what this little club does. And I mean, these people, it's just, it's comical, right? And the, the, uh, the funny thing to me is, you know, if... If, if, you, if, if, if I was you and I had a practice and, and you go to somebody and they're, they're, they're telling you, well, we have a thousand offices or we have 200 offices or whatever. And you were actually think that they're going to care about your office after they buy it. I mean, that's the part that's pretty comical to me, right? I go, so you mean you think, and this is what they're doing. They're making doctors believe that when they join this club, that you're going to get service, <laughs> dental service, you know, or whatever that is, right? Like, right? Like at a group practice, you're going to get this great service. And as a matter of fact, it's going to be so good. It's going to be better than anything you can do yourself. And then imagine a person actually believing that's true. And then what they do is they put in the contract things that are very favorable to them that you don't read or look at. So conceptually, so when we talk about a private practitioner, Okay. And, and here's what I'm, I'm studying. I know what doctors can do with good guidance. So I have growth statistics. I know the new patient numbers. Listen, if a person will pay a fee to get help, okay, not give up their equity, I know what they can do. I've done this for 25 years. I mean, I have all the data. And what I also know is the people who have sold their practice and I know what has happened after it. And the truth about the promise is they're not keeping the promise. The promise, that's garbage. They are not, they cannot do it better than let's say you could do in conjunction with us in the free market. It's comical. 
and I'm going to set out to prove it. Now, my problem is, is the challenge that I have in this is that everyone has signed these agreements. And of course, you know, these guys have a lot of lawyers because they specialize in, in lawyers. So because that's how you intimidate people, right? And, but the man, the brochure is so, you know, it's like, um, if you think about that brochure, that brochure is so tempting for you. It's like the fantasy. Okay, so let's, uh, next episode, we're gonna hop in on some of the techniques that are used on people just like you. All right, talk soon, bye.